And it doesn't matter what type of sin is your preference. It's always brought to you to bring you into bondage. It's to keep you from being in a relationship with the Lord that's so real and vibrant and adventurous and challenging and, and all of that. But I find so many people struggle because they don't get the battle. Hey friends, you're listening to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. On today's episode, Victor will be sharing from Revelation chapter 12. During this live message, Victor discusses the reality of the spiritual battles we face as believers and how we can prepare our minds and spirit to overcome our adversary, the devil. If you have your Bible handy, we encourage you to join us in turning to Revelation 12, beginning with verse 7. Let's dive in. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels also fought. But he could not prevail. And there was no place for him in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out. The ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan. The one who deceives the whole world. He was thrown to earth and his angels with him. Alright. Is that proof to you that there's a spiritual battle going on? I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good stuff right there. That's a made-for-movie deal right there. Satan is our archenemy. It's not your family member. It's not your wife. It's not your boneheaded son who's a prodigal. It's not your ex. It's not your boss. It's not the person that burnt you. It's not the person that messed with you. It's the enemy. He will use people. But your arch enemy is Satan, the devil, the one who hates you. He hates you because he's been kicked out of heaven. But it was his choice. He's the one that rebelled. That's the thing. I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand everything about how it all works. But I just believe what I do understand is that the enemy is the one who came down. Remember? Everything was supposed to be real good. We're going to live a great life back in the garden. Get Adam and Eve, right? Perfect. Perfect. And then what happens? Eve goes shopping. She's like, I'm just window shopping. That's pretty. That's pretty. Look at that tree. And then what does she do? Takes the avocado. No. No, it would have been an artichoke. If No, I, no. She takes the fruit. And she, well, before she took it, who did she start talking to? The devil, the serpent, right? The serpent. And he tricked her. And what did he say? Did God really say? He questions God's word. That's how the enemy loves to battle you and I. It's in our brain. It's in our mind. It's in the mind. Say amen. Amen. It's not just, uh, it's, it's in the mind where he whispers, he challenges, sometimes he yells, but I guarantee you the enemy probably gets more, more people messed up just by the consistent whispers 
that wear you down, wear you down, and then you do. And, and you know, what's wrong with you women? <laughs> you ruined it for us, man. We, we could be fishing. We could be... I'm exiting that way after service. You guys, there's a battle raging against us. And it doesn't matter what type of sin is your preference. It's always brought to you to bring you into bondage. It's to keep you from being in a relationship with the Lord that's so real and vibrant and adventurous and challenging and and all of that. But I find so many people struggle because they don't get the battle. They just, oh, you know, oh, well, you know, spirit, uh, I'm like, it's right here. Wasn't there another story in the Old Testament about who was praying? They were praying for help, and there was a delay, like, was it 14 days or three and a half weeks? Kind of like when a bill collector comes out. What, what was the, who was it that was praying? Daniel. Daniel. Have you ever read that story? That's a good one. He prayed. He prayed. Nothing happened. It was like, Ooh. and all of a sudden, what happens? The answer comes, and it's like, hey, we, you know, bandaged up, saying we, we got the prayer, but coming down, we had to get busy. We got intercepted, and it was a battle, but we're here now. That really resonates with me, because sometimes don't you pray for someone and nothing happens? And you're like, oh, I'm going to just stop. Don't stop. The enemy, he'll try to discourage you and say, no way. No way. God doesn't hear you. The enemy has been sneaky from the garden, and he still continues today. Verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah have now come. Because the accuser of our brothers has been brought out. And the one who accuses them before our God day and night. Another great example of who Satan really is. The accuser of the brethren. Marriages. How many of you married? Raise your hand. All right. How many of you want out? No, I'm joking. Don't raise your hand. (laughs) Counseling afterwards. Marriage is tough. Amen. That wasn't a very loud amen. Either y'all got something going on here. I don't know about. Can marriage be tough? Yes. But it can be wonderful. Louder amen. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there was a recent study done. And when, when uh, Christian marriages were asked, are you happy in your marriage? Over 80% of them said, yes, we have a wonderful relationship. That's what God intended it to be. Marriage is a good thing. Good thing. So you single people don't make marriage your ultimate goal. Or else you'll be tripping like, well, I'm not happy because I'm single. Oh, no, God, he's preparing someone for you, young lady. He's preparing them because they're not ready yet. You're perfect, but he's not ready yet. Some of the wives are like, I knew I rushed it. I should have just, (laughs) six more months, it would have been a lot easier. (laughs) 
Yeah, you, you know what? It's uh, marriage is great. And when I became a Christian, I wanted to get married. I mean, I wanted to get married because I was a Christian. And they said, you can't have sex before marriage. So I wanted to get married. <laughs> oh, like I'm the only one ever. Yeah, right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I wanted, I knew, I knew the Lord in a real way. And I wanted to have someone that could share that with me. Because I was on an adventure. And I met my wife at church. Good place to meet a woman. Okay? Good place to meet a woman. And uh, the only problem was she wasn't a Christian. I was like, Lord, you gave me the gift of evangelism. Let it flow. <laughs> I'm going to reach this one for you. I mean, I was actually up front. I was on staff at a church. And I remember seeing my wife, future wife, walk in. It was the first day to church. And she walked in. I was like, I won't marry that one, Lord. <laughs> and uh, every time we'd pray up front, I was watching to see if her hand would go up. And she shrugged her shoulder. What's that mean? That's... <laughs> Finally, after about six months, she came into a real relationship with Jesus Christ on a Sunday morning just like this. And God had touched her heart. And Jesus forgave her of her sin and became her prince of peace. And then I pounced. <laughs> ah, I, I am the discipler. No, I had, to, I had to put my claws away. You know, everybody's looking at him like, back off, man. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I mean, I had to trust the Lord on the timing. He said, ah, she's saved, but now let me work in her heart. It wasn't, I didn't want to accept that God was just preparing her. But he told me, this is your wife. And I wrote it down in my little diary. I mean, my band journal. Uh, with permanent marker. Just, actually, I just kind of stamped my hand. <laughs> and the only problem is, she didn't see me as a future husband. Issue. And i never forget, she came in one time to the church during the day and she's like she wanted to meet with a pastor and counsel and uh i was like oh oh me pick me pick me. and somehow because uh, we were friends she's like oh yeah and i said yeah what's going on and she goes you know i've been dating this guy and i just i don't know if it's the lord it, it, he's weird is it i said hang on i'm getting a word from god <laughs> yes lord mm-hmm I said, Eileen, he is a spawn of Satan, okay? Yeah. Drop it like it's hot and run! Run into my arms, run into my... Let's just worship the Lord right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, I still wanted to rush God. And he said, no. And after about a year and a lot of prayer... Uh, <laughs> actually, this is so funny, I never tell this, but... She was, sun, she was sunbathing, right, with some friends, and she heard this very distinct voice in her soul. And she sat up and she said, no, I'm not. And her friend goes, what? She goes, I just heard this voice that said, I'm going to marry Victor. She goes, I'm, 
We're friends. I don't. And the answer from heaven happened. (laughs) It must have been a big battle. Raging. Well, we got married. Married. That's how we say it down south. Married. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, it was, uh, God, God did an amazing thing. But before we did, she had to disclose some information to me. And it freaked me out one night. She's like, we have to talk. You know, we're getting serious. And I know we're moving toward marriage. Was, I just need you to know something about me. I was like, <laughs> what? Hey, I come from such a crazy background. My mind always goes to the worst. Amen? I'm like, well, uh, I'm thinking, man, that's a tiny Adam's apple. I mean, you ain't, you ain't about to pull something weird out on me. I'm like, oh, please, Lord Jesus, no, don't, don't. She's like, what? She goes, no, listen, I want a contest. And I'm like, okay. She goes, I said, well, what? She's, well, I was Miss Fitness USA. I said, Miss Fitness USA? Praise the Lord. Just. Uh, I'm in the fitness too. Hallelujah. Is that it? She goes, yeah, you know, I was a model and I did swimsuit and I've been on some covers of magazines and and I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) I will forgive you. (laughs) But God had been preparing her, was preparing me and that's, you know, that's what she came into the marriage with and I'm thinking, wow, really? And a few other things, but her baggage in our relationship was like a carry-on on Southwest. <laughs> Mine was the train that brings all the luggage and is wonderful. And let me tell you what, God Almighty has done amazing things, but he attacks the marriage. He attacks the marriage. And some of you know what I'm talking about right now. And you've got to get on the same page, husband and wife, and realize there's a battle raging against you so important. And you singles, you got to quit letting the enemy get to you because this idea of loneliness and rejection. Jesus was the one rejected on the cross. He understands you, okay? But don't let the enemy accuse you and say, well, you're lonely because there's no value in you. Does that make sense? No, just say, the Lord's preparing my man or my woman, and I'm going to be excited, okay? Does that make sense? You you don't have to, don't go that route. Don't. It's not God's plan. And I'll tell you something else that's been a key for us is we waited till after we were married before we had sex. And we're two both grown up adults. We could have, but we wanted to honor God. We wanted to fear him. I don't get it when Christians, this younger generation, they go, I'm a Christian, but I... And they, they just have sex like this. No, I'm like, come on. Honor God. If you call yourself a Christian and you're living with someone, look, get married or get out. And gals, listen. Okay. If a guy's like, you know, hey, hey you know, we're getting serious and let's love each other. Tell them, well, no, I, I'm honoring the Lord. I'm... We'll wait till after we're married, you know? And I think Beyonce got it half right, the great theologian, Beyonce. 
when she said, remember that? Oh, oh, oh. I do that for a chief laugh, but here's the deal. You'll remember that. You won't remember anything else here. Listen, listen. My dad was a pimp, so we understand rings. Y'all didn't expect that, did y'all? Okay, yeah, my dad was a drug dealer and a pimp, okay? And we're about to get into that. But ladies, it's not just a ring. Make him come to the front and say, I do. And then, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Honor God. And my family even came against me because of my background. And they're like, I have a brother who's like, what? You get married, but you know how? Hmm? I said, now we're waiting, man. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of the Lord. He's like, come here, little brother. Come here, come here. He's like, are you out of your mind? He goes, no, I know you got this Jesus still, and that's good. Everybody needs a little Jesus. <laughs> a little Jesus. Hang him around my neck or something. He's God Almighty. He said, but look, you do not, you cannot marry someone without. And he said, what if you're not sexually compatible? And I was like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and then my, my mind started going and the enemy started whispering, yeah, now you're going to, uh, and just all this. And I was like, and I cried out to God for a quick answer. I call them bullet prayers. You ever done a bullet prayer? It's like, I just, uh, help me God. Just help me. It's like a mortar. I need help right now, right now, right now. And the Lord gave me the perfect thing to say. I looked at my brother. I said, and I respect my brother, okay? I mean, he's an oil-filled tycoon dude and all this type of stuff. He's older. I said, hey, man. I said, you like Ferraris, right? He said, well, yeah. I said, what if we went down to the showroom Ferrari dealership right there in Houston, walked in. And I said, you could pick any Ferrari you wanted. And they're going to give you the keys and the title. But the only thing, they won't let you test drive it. But they'll give it to you for free. It's the only thing you can't test drive it. I said, would you take the Ferrari? He goes, yeah. Are you kidding me? And I said, well, I found a Ferrari. (laughs) Thank you. Never cheated and never been cheated on. And we have five children. And a couple of the older ones are, we'll put up for adoption. (laughs) They're 18 and out of the house, but they keep coming back. So I don't really understand that. They just, I loved it when my son came back in the house. He goes, he opened a refrigerator and then a food pantry. And he turns around and he goes, do you know how much money it costs for food like this? (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you're out on your own. Finally getting it. <laughs> so, back to Revelation. We know there's a battle going on. It's against marriages. It's against singles to try to steal your purity and get you in condemnation. The enemy is known as the accuser. He does it in church. He does it in church. He accuses all them and that and the, and the pastor and you. You hear people talk about your pastor. I don't care where I speak around the country, people talk about the pastor. Let me tell you what. Here's what you need to do. When somebody tells you, you know, Pastor Derek, and you know the way that, uh, you just go, wait a minute. 
Open your little smartphone, click it out and go, let's call him. I'll put him on speaker. I think he should hear this too. If they get offended, say, I don't care. That's my pastor. Let me tell you the way the church is supposed to look. He may be the quarterback here for the body of Christ, but y'all are the linemen. Y'all are, do do you understand? You've got to protect him. Now, if he's goofy, I mean, (laughs) if he's all twisted and crazy, then forget it. That man loves God and his family. You need to pray for him. And you need to teach your children to pray for your pastor. You need to pray for him because that lying coverage, you don't think the enemy comes at him? I mean, raise your hand if you ever feel spiritual warfare and temptation. Raise your hand. All right. So the enemy wants to pop, 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 pop. But don't you know he'd love to hit whoever's behind here? Because this will affect all of that. And you need to know that you need to pray intentionally. Now, here's what I love. This is so key. Right here, verse 11. This is the victory. They conquered him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives in the face of death. This is a key to victory right here, y'all. You want to have victory in this world. I personally believe we're in the last days. I think the scriptures have been fulfilled with the prophecies. I mean, yesterday I was reading Wall Street Journal. They had a very clear article about a new device, skin tattooing, that holds all your medical information. Not an implant, a topical skin graft that has all the stuff. I was like, whoa. That should make us not fearful, but excited. You know, I'm going to help usher in the cashless society. I mean, my kids take all my cash. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's like, Jesus, come on. Because if heaven is not just your destination, but your motivation, you'll live your life differently on this earth. You'll count every day exciting. But here's our key to victory. It says they conquer him by the blood of the Lamb. Do you know the power and the blood of Jesus? Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.